Welcome to Rex Factor. This week, Donald the First. With your hosts, Graham Duke and Ali Hood. Hello! Hello! And welcome to Rex Factor, reviewing all the kings and queens of Scots, from Kenneth McAlpin to James the Sixth. And we've done Kenneth, so we're on to number two. We are, who is Donald the First. Now, before we get on to Donald, I need to correct something from last time. I can't believe it. Kenneth's episode. Well, if you recall, when we were doing the scoring, I said that I'd forgotten to send myself my template yeah. uh, to fill in. So uh, I actually undermarked Kenneth no. for Dynasty. Um, so I'd got the number, top number of children wrong. So basically, his dynasty score goes up from 6.67 to 8.89. I see. So the person who had the most children mm. had slightly less than you thought. So Indeed. 20 becomes less. Yes. And so Kenneth's total score has gone up from 47.87 to 50.09. Woohoo! We've broken the 50 mark. Good news for all your Ken fans exactly. out there. Exactly. Well done, Kenneth. Now, we've had some messages. I love uh, our messages. first couple of uh, episodes. Uh, firstly, from Facebook. Uh, this is from uh, Shanana Beatty um, in relation to the backgroundy stuff episode. Yes. The Scottish one. Uh, Ali mentioned that there were no Roman baths north of Hadrian's Wall due to the temporary structures built and that the Antonine Wall wasn't populated long enough. Did I? Um, I think I talked about the Antonine Wall and population it not being there long and you we were talking about civilization and yeah. it maybe just said as a throwaway come on that I, I about mean, the baths yes because i think that's that's far more specific than i ever <laughs> dare venture good grief uh, anyway she goes on to say well i live basically on the antonine wall and guess what we have yep roman baths and forts and loos Lose. Well, I knew it was grim up north, but I didn't exactly. think the flushing <laughs> toilet would be something to write home about. But I mean, you know, that's great news, Shauna. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I assume that is a Roman toilet rather than just okay. all the, toilets. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. No, well, that's good to know. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Yeah. And uh, an email from Sean Brown. And mm-hmm. you can email us, rexfactorpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, Sean says, Dear both, could you send out a by now slightly belated happy 11th birthday to my daughter Annie at the start of the next show? She is a huge fan of the show. Having gorged on all the season one episodes in just a few months last year, she was desperate for season two to start. A happy birthday would make her day. P.S. Have you considered commissioning a bagpipe version of the theme music? That's a great thing. I mean, well, firstly, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, are you going to sing? Um, I'm a bit yeah, yeah I can't no, no. <clears throat> issues. need to save our voice yeah absolutely but happy birthday Annie Brown mm. um, and that's a fantastic idea of course Edward VIII was a, a bagpipe player yeah dig him oh, up honest, dig him up and see yeah. if he can uh, perfect lay, Some... it, lay it down <laughs> can you lay down a track for us please <laughs> what uh, someone else emailed actually and uh, or got in touch via, via Facebook and said had we considered Film reviews. That's not. I mean, you see, well, there's all kinds of wreck strands. So many things there's we can so do. So many irons not in the fire, but in my hand, waiting to plunge into the flames. <laughs> Which is what makes you such a dangerous individual to be around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, all of these things can potentially be explored yeah. on our blog, rexfactor.wordpress.com. And something you should definitely check out there is that we're doing a poll for each monarch Ooh, yeah. where you can say whether or not you agree, well, not agree, just whether you think that that monarch deserves the Rex Factor or not. Yes, and uh, let us know on Facebook, but... Um no spoilers, please. No yes, spoilers. but so far for Kenneth... Oh, yeah? 59% say that he does deserve the Rex Factor, 30% say no, and 11% say maybe. Well, that'd be interesting to see how that goes uh, further into mm. Scottish Rex Factor if we go, because I suppose it's just... He's got, we've got no one to compare him to. We yet. don't have much to compare to. We'll probably put on... I'll put up polls for the English monarchs as well if people want to just make clear exactly how much they disagreed with Ali about it yeah. feasible. Yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway... Where Those are we? all our various comments. We are now going to do Donald the First. Okay. Yes. Bit of a recap for Donald. Yes. We've got those four post-Roman peoples. Uh, uh, Britons. The Britons, who are the sort of native to the island that get pushed up north by the Celts. Saxons. Saxons. Oh, the Saxons. The Saxons. No, I knew that because they're yes pushing up north. From yeah, England. they came over yes. from Germany and then are now. Yes. England, but also they push up in the northeast. Okay, yes, southeast Scotland. So that's two. We've got Britons and Saxons. Yeah, and Picts. The Picts, who are sort of native to northern Britain, who are kind of in the north and the east. Yeah, and mm. then Ken's lot, the Scots. The Scots. So, but at this point, he's sort of um, he's sort of joined up with the Picts. Yeah. So what Kenneth uh, did was he took advantage of the power vacuum created by the sort of fifth. Um, identity group, the Vikings. Mm. The Vikings came along, took out the Pictish leadership, probably the Dowry Arton leadership as well, left a power vacuum. Kenneth McAlpin fills it, so he's king of the Picts, but he's also pretty much ruling over Dowry Arton as well. And that was in one epic battle where they uh, lost lots of people. The Picts lost lots of people, yeah. yes, against the Vikings. Okay. And we had that debate did Kenneth conquer? Did he just mm. do it by osmosis? But by whatever means, Kenneth McAlpin came along and sets up. A new Alpin dynasty. So this is Donald McAlpin? This is, well, yes, it is Donald McAlpin because okay. Donald is born, we're not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia guesses 812, but I think they must just pl- pick that number out of the sky because no one else seems to specify really? a date. So, I mean, that's a great a good authority as any then, fine. Um, and he is the son of Alpin mm-hmm. and a foreign wife. Sorry? A foreign wife. We'll come back to that. Foreign wife is okay. in quotes. So actually, he's Donald McMcAlpin. Well, no, he's yeah, he's Donald Donald McAlpin because he's Kenneth McAlpin's brother. Mm. No, hang on, I'm lost here. Alpin is Kenneth McAlpin's dad, so Mac means son of. Yeah. So Kenneth, son of Alpin. Yeah. So Donald McAlpin is Donald, son of Alpin. Oh, because he's brother. Because he's okay. His so he's the same. He's not Mac Mac yet. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, they don't keep on doing that. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got offended. His name is really? Alex McIntosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Donald McAlpin is Kenneth McAlpin's brother, right? Possibly half brother. Straightforward. We'll look at that a little bit later. He becomes king in the year eight five eight. So, according to Wikipedia, that will make him about forty six. We're not entirely sure, but he's probably moderately advanced in age. Yeah, that sounds pretty because old. Because he's been waiting around for, for Kenneth, because Kenneth reigned 15 years, which is a mm. decent period of time. How does Donald look on our card? Because you'll recall that we don't have portraits, so we refer to the Heritage Games uh, Limited playing cards. Well, I shall post a picture of this, and Graham's kindly put it in a lovely frame for me this week. Um, yeah, I'll post a picture so you can make your own mind up, but 
top half mm-hmm. your classic Viking. I mean, uh, of, well, yeah, he's got, yeah. of history, he's got his he's got a spear, a shawl, and a sort of round uh, fighting shield. Bottom half, I, I mean, I I didn't want to slip <laughs> into well-worn phrases, but Donald, where's your trousers? It's his. He's 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 Roman peasant. Who wears short shorts? Donald, Donald. wears short <laughs> shorts. I mean, he's gone to a lot of effort to protect his top half there, and. I mean, he's got lovely legs, I suppose. That's he's got his uh, helmet going on as well. Yeah. yeah, so he's fighty. Yeah, he's got a good sort of fighty... He looks fairly solid, but, as you say, he's forgotten to put his trousers on. Yeah, quite. Is I'm that where sure, we get that from? Uh, I'm not sure it has necessarily any particular significance to anything in the episode whatsoever, but that's okay. always <laughs> okay. fun I reckon to the guy wrote that. something in your head. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. Now, nicknames is one thing that we're going to be looking at for all the Scottish monarchs, because the Scots all seem to have these epithets. Yeah. So Kenneth was... Conqueror. Yeah, but it's not known as that, unfortunately. Not really known as no, the Conqueror. At least thick. Unfortunately for Donald, I couldn't find any real nickname at all. Well, there is a question for our Rex fans, if ever we have one. I'll put that after you listen to this episode. Go onto Facebook and let us know. I'll, I'll post something you can create a nickname. Yeah. Um, his Gaelic nickname uh, technically would actually be Domnal rather than Donald. So Donald is the anglicised. Domnal. Domnal. That's a nice name. Like Domhnall Gleeson, the actor. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Irish again, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Donald I. Uh, now, his mother, as I said, he's described as being the son of a foreign wife, mm. which Kenneth, his brother, wasn't. So that implies that Donald's father took a second wife. Ah, hence half-brother. Yeah, and maybe made some kind of alliance. Some sources suggested that it might be a Viking bride. Ah, which would explain that that why he was happy to leave that flank of Scotland unprotected. Because mm, we suggested last time that Kenneth maybe made some kind of deal with Yeah. Him. So maybe there was already a bit of precedent. Oh, we're putting the pieces together for here. For this, and thus Donald perhaps is born of that marriage. Well, um, that, and, and he does look like... I said he looks a bit... I said he looks Viking. A bit scandy, he's got yeah. a blonde beard. He does, yeah. <laughs> um... Actually, obviously, technically, we have absolutely no idea who either of Alpin's wives were whatsoever. So even if it was a diplomatic marriage, you know, it could have been to a Briton, could have been to a mm. Pict, could have been to could have been to anybody. Okay. Um, but it's an interesting idea. If it was um, a Viking alliance, and that would be the earliest evidence of an alliance in the British Isles between the natives and okay, the right, Vikings. yeah. But it's something others got to do. So Athelstan, the Saxon monarch, um, who'll come along sort of about. 50 or so years later, he marries his sister to a Viking. So it is something that they are prepared to do yeah. in uh, in such circumstances. So, Kenneth uh, has sons, but Donald comes to the throne. Now, last time, you sort of gave a little ding and thought maybe this was scandal. Mm, the fact that he's subsuming the line. In reality, the Scots seem to have this sort of alternating succession. Right. So what they do is that they need to ensure that you've got an adult male who comes to the throne because most of what they're going to be doing is war, basically. Yeah. Doing a lot of fighting and you don't want children coming to the throne. No. And you also have not yet established this really firm principle of primogeniture mm. in terms of, right, it's this son and his son and his son and it's just like that and that is sacrosanct. It's a bit more fluided. 
Okay. More fluid. We that. found that with the Saxons as well, didn't we? They, mm. they sort of elected a leader from a set of families. Sa- yeah, the Saxons is a bit stronger with the Saxons, I think, in terms of. But they do this as well sometimes. Mm. But basically, what this means is that we tend to have the king, then his brother, back to Kenneth's sons, then maybe Donald's sons. Okay. Then. So that's how they kind of manage the different claims. So then, but then. Uh, Hypothetically, then, uh, Kenneth's sons, if they get it after Donald, don't yeah. want to give any spoilers, mm-hmm. they'll have brothers. So it sort of stays within a family line, but spreads a bit. So The problem is, like you say, that the further down you go, the more different lines you start to get. Yeah. And because it's not so strong that it's very clearly, this is the sacrosanct line, that does mean that actually you end up getting lots of people that could just... Yeah, boss it and come in and say, "Right, well, I'll just be king." Oh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> anyway, so Donald becomes the king, and that's a perfectly normal and respectable thing. He hasn't kicked Kenneth Sands out of the way. They're probably quite young. He's ready to be king. It kind of makes sense. I'm retracting my ding. Um, so, our main source a lot of the time for these early reigns is the Chronicle of the Kings of Alba. Yes. So this is something which was giving a king list from Kenneth MacAlpin to Kenneth II. So it's completed in about the year 1200, which is quite a bit later, so mm. maybe stuff is added to it, but it gives a sort of little reign-by-reign account okay. of each of the monarchs. So this is what it's got to say about Donald. Mm. Donald, his brother, held the same kingdom for four years. In his time, the Gaels established the rights and laws of the kingdom of Aeth, the son of Yokai, with their own king at Forteviot. He died in the palace of Kinbalakior on the Ides of April. That's it. That's Donald. Okay. But four years, that's hopeless. Well, we'll come to that, of course. Um, there's also the prophecy of Birken. Oh, can't forget Birkers. Uh, which is a long historical poem in Middle Irish, again from about sort of 12th century. It's presented as being a prophecy. Um, in reality, it's pseudo-history, so it's written later and then they write it as if predicting right. everything that's yeah. going to happen. Oh, clever. And he's yes. spot on. Yeah, who would have known? So it says, Evil will be Scotland's lot because of his, presumably Kenneth's, death. Long will it be until his like will come. Long until the king takes sovereignty, the wanton son of the foreign wife. Donald. Hmm. He will be three years in the kingdom and three months, although thou countest them. His tombstone will be above Loch Awe. He dies of disease. So this is this is retrospective predictions. Yes. And even he got it wrong. He's three years and three months. Mm. And it was four years. Well, you know... Oh, OK, so actually it's four... He spanned four years. Yes. Right, with you. Um, so in terms of this Balakiel where he dies, it's generally identified with a sort of Belathor and Rigmanath, or Rigmanath, which is in St Andrews, roughly. So it's Belathor's maybe named for a church settlement at Scoon, so it's kind of around the main sort of... Okay. Countless areas in the Pictland where Kenneth had been residing, and Donald probably resides at that big palace at Forteviot as well. Okay, so he's he's got his Scottish lands, and he's chilling out in the Pictlands just to make them mm. even more his own. So it sounds like he's just carrying on from where Kenneth left off, really. So what's what's the problem? Why did he not? Why did he have beef with uh, Columba? Oh, yeah, as in the uh, wanton son of yeah. uh, foreign. Well, that may be uh, something about the mother. We'll come, we'll come okay. back to that again. Okay. We'll have a little more look at that. Later king lists say that he died at the earth-walled fort at the mouth of the River Almond, which is in Perthshire, and it's this sort of crumbling ramparts of a Roman fort called Bertha. Like the nut? 
Uh, yes, like the nut, mm. except it's a river. Mm. Um, and he's buried on Iona, like Kenneth, the island of Iona on the west coast of Scotland. So they all kind of get sent back to so the homeland. Yeah, that's quite a long way, isn't it? Is yeah. It? Right. Lots further than okay. all the way over. Mm. And that's Iona's the place that they made a sort of Columba hotspot. If you want your Columba goodies, yeah. Yeah. the gift shop's going to be there. Well, yes, except that Kenneth, of course, had moved the relics. He did, yes. Okay. But the kings, are st- even though they've moved Columba's relics from Iona, the kings are still being buried there. Right. I guess okay. the Vikings aren't as bothered about bones as no. the Scots or the Saxons. Okay. Uh, interestingly, the Chronicle of Melrose says that he's said to have been assassinated at Schoon. So the other fellow's saying he died of, died of disease? Yeah. Okay. But Chronicle of Melrose is the only one that suggests that he died by violent means. So right. it's more likely that he got old waiting for Kenneth to die. Right, so he only had four years yeah. and that was his lot. Popped it himself. Okay. So... Okay. That's what we got for okay. Donald. <laughs> oh, we're going to rattle through these. Let's review him. Battleliness! Mm. We've got a little bit, a little bit to go on okay. for Battleliness. According to the Chronicle of Melrose, um, in war he was a vigorous soldier. Vigorous? Nice. We like a vigorous soldier. <laughs> exactly, which is, implies yeah. some pretty good positive action. Mm. Um, he seemed to have maintained Kenneth's realm um, and consolidated the takeover of Pickland, if it needed any more consolidating. Fine, all good so far. Um, there's a tiny one historian speculated that there's this thing called Sueno's Stone, which I probably pronounced wrong, which is six and a half metres high. Crikey. It's sort of Picto Scottish standing stone in Forres, although it's now, it was found lying down. It's now in a sort of glass box that you can go and visit. Very intricate carvings on it. Thought to have been built sometime between 800 and 900. And there's various speculations about what exactly it commemorates. Possibly it commemorates Scottish victory over the Picts. Ken's, Ken's victory. Well, most historians would suggest that it's probably Ken's victory. There's one historian who said, you know, maybe, maybe Donald did, did something. Or maybe it was built later on, such as in Donald's reign. Oh, uh, right. Alternatively, maybe it was later. <laughs> okay. If it's anyone, it's probably Kenneth or somebody else. Yeah. But, you know, it, it it was near when he reigned. Yeah, well done. Well done, Donald. So it commemorates a victory that happened near That's his reign. Point. Yeah, yeah. But, obviously, the downside of that is that it probably wasn't to commemorate Donald. No. And there's no actual source to suggest that Donald really does anything particularly spectacular, battliness wise other than being a vigorous soldier. Yeah, so that implies they did. They did. I mean, have a little skirmish at least. Yeah, but if he's got we'll a, have a fight in a bar. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he's, they've got peace with the Vikings, possibly through mm. a, an alliance. He's got the picks under control. Maybe just fancied a ruck somewhere. Yeah. All right. He well, did a little raid that nobody yeah. bothered to mention. Or yeah. maybe even he was a vigorous soldier fighting with Kenneth for Kenneth. Absolutely, that didn't actually it, have it? much fighting to do once yeah yes okay so that's all we've got to go on for battleness we do at least have a compliment on his ability yeah. so it's not that he's a com- just a wallflower who's no. got no capability at all and yeah and I mean he looks ferocious here <laughs> just forgot his trousers yes 
Maybe that's why he didn't fight too many battles. He was good, but he was just like, oh, this is, this, oh, so, this is too embarrassing. This is good, but it's not as good as I imagined. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that was me miming not having any trousers on, by the way. <laughs> just for my benefit. Uh, I mean, I feel cheating just giving him a five, just because... There's one comment. There's one comment. A soldier. Mm. I don't know what else we could do. Mm. I think five from me. Yeah, it's tricky because you sort of think that, you know, there'll be some more complicated kings who will maybe have successes and defeats. And you think, well, if we ended up scoring them lower than five, you think, well, but this guy got a five and he yeah, <laughs> didn't yeah, have fair. a battle. So I'm, I'm going to mark him down for the fact that he hasn't done anything that anybody has thought worth mentioning in battle other than being good at it. Okay, and then I think that's... what. So what would you give him? So I'm going to bring him down to a four. Okay, that's all right then. So then if we have nine overall, hmm. he's not quite halfway. Yeah. But we've got nothing else to go on. Exactly. That's, that's good. Scandal. Well, so the only real thing we've got to go on here is that, in the Prophecy of Perkin, mm. describes him as the wanton son of a foreign Ooh. wife. Now, the word wanton there implies that he may have been notably violent, or ah. maybe deprived in his behaviour. Yeah. Um, which suggests some kind of ill-discipline yeah, so in I his mean, life. Oh, my hand's going to the... <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. But I don't have a single example of an actual... No thing that no. he did to deserve being described as wanton. No, is there anything else that we you just described? He's had his foreign mother, foreign mother, but again, it's not really his. It's not scandal, is it? Well, no. wanton, but we have no examples of him being wanton. The brother thing, as we said, he didn't steal the throne. It's just the way that they mm. manage it. Yeah. There's um, no folklore around him in the way that we had for Kenneth. There are no fishy angels or... Oh, I love those angels. Anything um, like that. Now, this should then be the same... I should apply the same logic here hmm. and give him a five or temper it a bit. But I feel Scandal's a little closer to my heart. And I don't let those hmm. Scandal points go easily. Indeed. Um, <laughs> because I think the difference is the Chronicle of Melrose sort of says he was a vigorous soldier. Yeah. Seems a positive thing. Whereas this prophecy of Birkin, which is maybe a little more, it's probably Birkham or something like that as well. Uh-huh. Pronunciation. It's probably a bit more prosaic. It. It. I don't even know if they have any reason. They may have just said it. And if you challenged <laughs> the person who wrote it and said, "Why do you call him Wanton?" They said, "I. I don't know." Have you got anything else to say about him? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Wanton he is. Um. I'm struggling, Graham. Yeah. How many true. syllables is there in Wanton? Two. You get two, you get two <laughs> points. One point per syllable. Um, I'm. Yeah, I'll give him a two as well. Just because, yeah. you know, if he's a vigorous soldier, then he's. He's gonna. He's gonna be vigorous in all his pursuits. Exactly. <laughs> so that's a four for scandal. Subjectivity. Now we've been struggling a little bit to really think of anything to say about him, mm-hmm. but there was one thing in the Chronicle of the Kings of Alba which you might have missed. So I'll just remind you mm-hmm. of that bit, if I can find it. In his time, the Gaels established the rights and laws of the kingdom of Ieth, Ooh. the son of Yokai, with their own king of Forteviot. That's, so, that's bad, isn't it? If they start installing their own kings... Well, this, is, this will be the interesting debate. So what this probably refers to is the laws of a king called Ieth um, Find, or Fiend, 
who was king of Dalriata from 736 to 78. So he's from the Gaelic Scottish territory where the Macalpins originate. Um, We don't know what these laws are. They've been lost entirely to history, but they probably are sort of Irish, Scottish customary rights and laws, maybe related to the church, granting of privileges, things like that. But what it's been taken to signify is the fact that the dominance that the Scots ruling in Pictland have now got is that Donald has at the Forteviot, the court of the Picts, has said, right these are the laws and customs so these traditionally Scottish laws and customs are now applied across the board. all across the board in yeah. Pictland, which that indicates, firstly, he's actually done something, he's mm-hmm. introduced yeah, a law yeah. so we've got a positive action from yeah. Donald yeah. but it also uh, suggests the level of control that he's got as well. So that is carrying on from Kenneth. He's taking it to another level. He's yeah. introduced these laws. Okay, I was confused by the wording of that. I thought it meant that the Picts had established their own king, but actually what they're saying is yeah. that he's just spreading his power Yeah. over previous... Um, over the Picts. Yeah, exactly. Okay, against them. okay. so that's jolly good. That's jolly good. But there is a question, and it's not the one that you picked up on, but it's sort of similar... Mm. That there is some odd phrasing in there, particularly the phrase "the Gaels with their king." Well, that yeah, that's a bit establishing their king. So the Gaels would refer to the Irish or the Scots, mm. but the fact that "with their king" implies that it's someone other than Donald. Yeah. So he's assuming that rather than what you were thinking that the Picts are doing something different, that actually maybe the kingdom of Dalriata and Donald's reign has maybe become a bit more independent again. Oh, with you. Yes, okay. So maybe in Dariata, on the west coast, they've maybe got a new, sort of slightly independent thing going on, but Donald invites them to Forteviot, and they all agree we're following these laws. Well, either way, that's good. So it's maybe sort of devolution almost to Dariata to a certain extent, but he's still dominant. Yeah, and he's able to say these are the laws. Hmm. But um, Dariata, is that the area where he'd... He'd, uh, Kenneth had left sort of slightly open because he was confident we assumed that he yeah. was confident that he Vikings had that were. oh yes it's all, it is all coming together this little jigsaw puzzle yeah so what we have there is Donald introducing Scottish laws mm-hmm. Donald has a Scottish origins introduces Scottish laws that apply in Pictland and will be taken up in Dariata Dariata possibly has a little bit of semi-independence but it's mm. certainly we subservient to Donald and if it has a bit of independence, I think, well, he's managing it in a slightly more complex way. It's yeah, and has the, has the confidence to let that happen, or has, has, the, has the strength to, to let that happen. Yeah. Unless, obviously, he just is too weak to stop it happening. But the fact that they come there and then he, these laws are introduced, uh, yeah. still implies yeah. a certain amount. So mm. it suggests that they're a pretty good relation. So it may even just have been a way of saying, yes, we acknowledge a bit of independence, but everything's cool. Okay, yeah, right, good. Well done. Yeah. Hmm. Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I don't have anything else. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we've got. It's pretty, pretty good. And I was thinking, because we gave... Uh, well, you gave you gave Kenneth the five. I gave him Kenneth five and a half. And I think well, with Kenneth McAlpin, I don't know if we actually really had much like that in terms. Of he has actually done something. What do we have for Kenneth? What uh, I think we maybe compared to what had gone before in terms of the chaos of the Vikings. Uh. He sort of establishes this rule fairly well, and 
Yeah, kind of I nothing think, against him. I think that is better than Donald, though. Cause Donald, Donald's introduced a law. He's introduced a law. He's taken it a little bit further. If I'd have lived through both reigns and a little before, I'd have been going, oh, this is rubbish. Oh, stability. <laughs> and this fellow saying, oh, I'm carrying on stability. I'm for the introduction. Of more stability. To, um, the reintroduction of continued stability. Yeah, I like the introduction <laughs> in the first place. Um, yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm going to match my score that I gave to Kenneth, which is five and a half, which will mean that Donald will also get a ten and a half. Oh, well, I don't know. Subjectivity. Longevity. Donald rules from 858 to 862. Yes. And we do actually have the sort of months and whatnot for Donald, because mm. you know when he dies and when Kenneth dies. So that is 4.17 years. And when we turn that into a score out of 20, yeah. where the longest reigning Scottish monarch has a score of 20, that gives him 1.45 for longevity, which uh, isn't massively high. So we've got a huge reign coming up. We do have a very big reign. Yeah. Not for a while. Dynasty, not the program. I'm afraid that uh, Donald does not have any recorded children. Surprising for a man with no trousers. Indeed, a man with no trousers and great vigour and wantonness. <laughs> yeah, and who, who clearly was doing not much else. <laughs> he was applying himself in not quite the right way. He was once credited as being the father of uh, a man called Girik, who we will encounter later, but this is thought to have been a scribal error, and that Girik's father was actually a man called Dungle. A so someone's just written it down wrong in the books? Yeah. Hmm. Which means that Donald gets a score of zero for Dynasty. Yeah. And a total score of 24.95. So half. Half. Almost what exactly Kenneth half got. what Kenneth got. However, mm. it's not all about the score. No, it's certainly not. And game. we have another consideration. Does Donald I have that certain something, that star quality, that legacy, that great achievement that we call... Rex Factor! No. I mean, it's difficult to make a really strong case for Donald. Mm. I mean, poor old Donald. There just isn't very much about him. No. Which is going to be a problem for some of these monitors. There's just not much in the sources. All we have that we can really say about him is apparently he was a vigorous soldier mm -hmm. who may or may not have been wanton. Mm -hmm. He introduced some laws. Yes. And he successfully carried on where Kenneth McAlpin left off without really taking it to another level in any particular way. Which is fine. Which is all very good, but it's not Rex Factor for me. It, it can't be the Rex Factor, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. He may have been competent, he doesn't do a bad job at all, but there's nothing to go on. Yeah. It's a no for Donald no. the first. I mean, I can make a cup of tea. You can. But I'm not claiming to be <laughs> Mr Tips. <laughs> Indeed. The question is, though, that will that be recorded in history? When people look back in a thousand years' time, yeah. they'll say, I mean, could he even make a cup of tea? There's just no record. Uh, tell you, and I tell you what, so can you. That was delicious. I might oh, have another. Well, maybe you will. And so that is it for Donald. He doesn't have the Rex Factor. Let us know whether or not you agree. Complete the poll on rexfactor.wordpress.com. Oh, and give us a name. That's going to be interesting. What would be an appropriate nickname for Donald? Donald needs an epithet. Yes. What should it be? Donald... <laughs> Donald needs an epithet 
More than trousers. He does. He needs something to elevate it. Um, so you can send that in uh, to us on Twitter at RexFactorPod on the Facebook page. You can email us RexFactorPodcast at Hotmail.com and as I've said, RexFactor.wordpress.com for the blog. Twitter, uh, as I said, at RexFactorPod. Oh, you did that right, right, I guess. Um, leave a review on iTunes and yes. Oh, subscribe. Subscribe yes. on iTunes. All yeah, these things will be Thank lovely. You. So, that's it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Cheerio. Mm-hmm.